Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 389. And flap around you, hoping to snatch something bright to carry home with them. He rolled his eyes disdainfully. What gain is there in that? Some small notoriety, I suppose. Some brief elevation among one's gaudy, gossipy peers. Braden ran a hand over his white beard. I am no magpie. I need nothing shiny, nor do I care what gossip mongers think. I play a longer, more subtle game. He began to work the drawstring loose on the black velvet bag. You are a man of some wit. I know this as the mayor does not waste his time with fools. I know you either stand in the mayor's good grace, or you have a chance to gain that grace. So, here is my plan. He smiled his warm smile again. Would you like to hear my plan? I found myself smiling back without meaning to, as I had before. That would be unusually kind of you. My plan is to insinuate myself in your favor now. I will make myself useful and entertaining. I will provide conversation and a way to pass the time. He spilled a set of round stones out onto the marble tabletop. Then, when your star grows ascendant in the mayor's sky, I may find myself in possession of an unexpectedly useful friend. He began to sort the stones into their different colors. And, should your star fail to rise, I am still richer by several games of tack. I also imagine it won't hurt your reputation to spend several hours alone with me, I mentioned, given that all my other conversations have been barren things not likely to last a quarter hour. There is some truth to that as well, he said, as he began to arrange the stones. His curious brown eyes smiled at me again. Oh yes, I think I'm going to have quite a bit of fun playing with you. My next several hours were spent learning how to play tack. Even if I had not been nearly mad with idleness, I would have enjoyed it. Tack is the best sort of game, simple in its rules, complex in its strategy. Braden beat me handily in all five games we played, but I am proud to say that he never beat me the same way twice. After the fifth game, he leaned back with a satisfied sigh. That was approaching a good game. You got clever in the corner here. He wiggled his fingers at the edge of the board. Not clever enough. Clever, nonetheless. What you attempted is called a Brooker's Fall, just so you know. And what's the name for the way you got away from it? I call it Braden's Defense, he said, smiling rakishly. But that's what I call... The end of the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm, I'm Nick. <gasps> and I'm Nick again. <gasps> Uh, what a sinister thing to say! <laughs> I'm going to have quite a bit of fun playing with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is up there with. I look, I'm going to be look, watching your career with great interest. Yeah, extremely sinister. This is he's telling him his plan. This is the villain's monologue, or he's just brutally honest. Yeah, but I think that Rothfuss is having a bit of fun putting the villain in plain sight, having him tell us that he's the villain. And then end with like a villain sign off and still having us go, oh, this guy's great. This guy's fun. And you know what? It works. We do like him. I like Brayden. I think he's really fun and interesting. I I mean, even if he's not like a capital V villain, I think that he is deliberately disarming Foth by saying, I'm going to tell you my secret plan right now. But of course, that secret plan that he's telling him is not actually his secret plan. That's the plan he uses to make Foth think that he's told him his secret plan. I mean, I think it could also be his secret plan. There's no harm in him telling him the secret plan because either way, it'll work. 
Right, but that's that's not his. Oh, that is a plan. That is not his only plan. He's like that's. He's not telling Quoth what he really wants. He's telling Quoth something. But he's also not lying. If he is just a noble at court, then this would be his plan, and that would be a legitimate plan, right? But if he is more than that, if he is say involved in some sort of endless war between two factions of angel descended creatures from another world, then maybe he does have a deeper plan and that this is the plan that it's okay to show Quoth because if he's just a noble with no greater designs than like getting some favor with Quoth, then that's that's fine, right? Like this also tells us something about other people know who Brayden is. Uh, if if true, if if the thing that benefits him right now is spending some time alone with him, it means that he is Brayden. If it, if Brayden is a um, a nom de plume, if it is a uh, a pseudonym, I suppose, um, an alias. There we go. If Brayden is an alias, other people probably know his real identity, and so Quoth could, I guess, ask around and find that out. But I don't know if he ever does. I don't think he does. And the question of who Brayden is and where he stands in the court does come up again before the end of this chapter. Uh, and it is not given a satisfactory answer. It is kind of a tantalizing mystery. I also want to point out the double meaning in the line. Quoth says, Tack is the best sort of game, simple in its rules, complex in its strategy, which is also a perfect descriptor of the ring game that we've just learned. And we're going to learn more about that. Like, these are the rules, but the rules are not the meaning of the game. There's like a meta game happening. And Rothfuss wrote this before he and James Ernest designed the board game tack. And James Ernest did a really good job adapting this description to the board game that is now available. Because with all the information we have, it has stones, a board, and it's simple yet complex. And you can play a beautiful game with it. I think the game that we ended up getting fulfills all of those obligations. And I also feel like when we have played, we never, no one ever beats the other person the same way twice. Except for, I'm pretty sure I've never won one of those games. Yeah, me either. No, you beat me. You beat me a couple of times. Did I? Yeah. But Nick, of the three of us, Nick is the best tack player, I think. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm the one who owns the game, so I probably played the most. So Mm. it's, you know. Although you can go to playtack.org, I think, and play a, uh, online with a 3d model of the board against a computer or against another human being either you can sit in there with another person so jordana we should do it i'll think about it wow we should have a tournament a page of the wind listeners tournament wow i love it i'll get my ass kicked but i love it (laughs) it'll be a real queen's gambit situation except everyone is beating jordana (laughs) (laughs) pole (laughs) <laughs> the opposite <laughs> so line up for your turn to kick my butt yeah i feel like this is one of those chapters where there is a whole lot happening beneath the surface and i really i am really enjoying trying to like figure because like it's very clear that like Braden is playing a longer game because he even says i play a longer more subtle game uh, but just how subtle it is and just what game he's playing is something that it is fun to try and tease out. And I think that we're meant to. See, Jeremy, it can be fun to try to tease out this this information. On yeah, the it can be. It just like, you know, I only like to do it when the author tells me it's okay. <laughs> do we have anything else we want to address before we move on to the next page? 
Not I. Mm, okay. Uh, crackpot theory, maybe? About Brayden? Should I save it for later? Yeah, so some, some cra- a crackpot theory that's emerging. No, we can talk about this right now. A crackpot theory that's emerging uh, from here in the chat is the, a theory from SNC that Brayden is Faye and that he is neither Amir nor Chandrian, but is Remen, Bast's father. When do we find out that Remen is Bast's dad's name? He says, I am Bast's son of Remen at some point. Well, I mean, Brayden might be a little bit Faye. He is spending a lo- an awful lot of time alone with a younger man, so... You know, it would be a little bit pay. We know how aristocrats are. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, they all went to they all went to private boarding schools, playing the biscuit. Yes, he wants the blood. He wants the fresh blood. Yeah, the, yes, the, he's, the, a, he's a Peter Thiel type. I suppose Fey is potentially another faction. Personally, I think that the Amir and the Chandrian originate in Fey, and that's the Fey connection. But I think we're at a point in the story where to introduce a new faction. And like solve some of the plot hooks by being like, oh, this faction is responsible is sort of a cheat. Uh, I think that the the players are all set up. And so the culprits, the solutions to the mystery have to be someone who's already on the board somewhere. Uh, so having him be Faye works. I think having the two main factions, Amir and Chandrian, be connected to Faye at their highest level is the most neat solution. So that's what I'm rooting for. Hmm. I guess what I'm saying is we could all be right. Hmm. Now who's sitting on the fence? We will equivocate further on these and other matters on tomorrow's page. Of the Wee. Wee. Wee.